Hello, everyone, and welcome to Nisi Lexi. And as you all know, this uh, podcast season, we will be going around the world to be able to discover and bring you the best of the best of the talent. Joining me today, a musical legend who is needs no introduction. Our special guest is Mr. Silver X. He's a South Sudanese uh, record producer, singer, as well as songwriter. The Triple Threat Challenge is a multi-award winner based in Juba, South Sudan. Since the start of his music career, Silver has received many athletes for his success in the music industry and well-recognized in by the East African countries. He is recognized by countries such as uh, Kenya, South Sudan, as well as Uganda. He is also known for his hit singles, Monia, Time is Over, Bang Bang, and also my favorite, Salute. His talent and excellency speaks for itself. So today we are super happy to be having him here to share his journey, as well as some of his greatest hits and how he came about it. Please allow me to welcome the one and only Mr. Silver X. How are you doing? <laughs> Hey, it's a pleasure, man. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm feeling awesome at this moment, man. I'm good. Awesome. Uh, I love your hat. It's it's super cool. Red is actually my favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, I love I love red. Like I have three colors like that. And my favorite that is white. Yeah. It's my favorite color, black and red. I got three colors. I you can always see me on them mostly. Awesome. And you look like a superstar as you are. <laughs> oh. Welcome to our show and for our Canadian audience who don't know so much about you, can you please walk us through and tell us who is Silver X for those people who are listening to you for the first time? Hey, what's up everybody else watching us right now around the globe, particularly my people South Sudanese all over the world and everybody else you know, who's watching up uh, at this particular moment. I would like to take you through a, a brief you know, story about myself. Uh, I'm a South Sudanese you know, by both birth and nationality. Uh, I started like born in a family of uh, seven kids and I'm uh, with two boys, you know, out of seven siblings, like two boys and I happen to be like, you know, the, the third last you get. Yeah, never went so far with school, but I started music. Uh, I started in River Discam, uh, that's in, a, in, a, in a Uganda, in a Germany district, in a Gojo Discam, did my primary, my secondary from there and then left to school. After my senior fall, that was in 2006. And then, uh, yeah, 2007, I joined music, you understand? Because it was uh, uh, like, I wasn't blessed, you know, with a good family, like probably sent me to school. That was a very bright kid in school. Like, you know, I had flying, flying results. Yeah, I had scholarship, but then there was nobody who could support me. So mm -hmm. I, I thought maybe I could give a chance to something else other than uh, education. And uh, yeah, I joined music in 2007. I started like as a as a group. I formed a group called New Sudan Superstars. That was in 2007, and then thereafter in 2008, uh, we actually had one album in 2007 together as a group of seven people, where oh. I was a leader. So like, yeah, the group was called New Sudan Superstars, and by that time I was not called Silver X. I was called DMX. You understand? That was the name <laughs> I was given on a cool. 
but yeah. it wasn't mean exactly like the gmx the world knows you know that was the, 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 the late yeah yeah uh, so like yeah by 2008 i realized there was uh, a rapper and actor you know in the u.s called by that name so dmx so i realized there was need for me to change the name and besides i was already moving out from the group to a solo artist you understand that was in 2008 so when i went to record my first album as a single artist uh i had you know i was in the bus traveling from uh, from from juba traveling to gulu and from gulu to lira because that's what we used to record there were no studios you know back home like as a serious studios so we had to travel all the other side so in the bus i was thinking okay what am i going like what name am i going to give myself you know and then <laughs> all the names i was having from high school you get yeah i was you know thinking okay which name is going to fit me and i wanted like a you know a super fly name not just like a mere you know an ordinary name yeah so middle i made one of the artists called cool Gladion. he was a he was another Ugandan artist and he was my friend by that time and then mm -hmm. i told him bro i need to change his name out because there's a rapper out there called DMX, so I'm not gonna use that name. I need a name for myself. And then he started telling me, okay, what was your favorite name? Like your colleagues used to call you when you're in school. And I was like, they used to call me Silver because apparently I'm the only student who was allowed to wear uh, a ring, you know? I used to have a silver ring, I'm an earring, let me say. Uh -huh. Because the whole school, no one was allowed to wear earrings. But <laughs> me, I, I had to lie to the school authority. How did you get like, away oh, with it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly i did that and like i was given a free, you know a freelance like to wear that stuff so they could call me silver 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 stuff like that and i was like good so let's how about we add this uh we use the silver and then we bring the x dmx but then it won't mean like we don't know what it means in the dmx name but to me it actually meant the uniqueness in every soul in every human like mm -hmm. let's see like uh you right now you have that one character that nobody else has in the world you understand mm -hmm. that's how god is unique he has created all these seven point something billion humans on earth with one character that nobody shares with anybody so we had to make the name like silver x you understand that was how the name came to silver x you know something super fly even yeah. in the dark you can you know shine out and stuff and then the x represents the uniqueness in me you know something that only me has it nobody else has it yeah mm -hmm. so yeah i did my single album in 2008 and that was the birth of silver x the birth of holy and music empire mm -hmm. and yeah then it was uh was hard from the beginning i started from torit literally mm -hmm. i had to make sure like I got the eastern equatorial region and then uh 2009 i did my my platinum album that is uh the album for Analivudonia. Mama Betis to Shokol, Madame Lakin, Mikele Mugali, come tomorrow. Anavigataban, tomorrow to Monday. Akir Toma, Mama. Have you ever heard that song? Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, I was, that was, you know, record album. I don't think any album in this country will ever break the record of that album. You know, yeah. it sold me out. You know, it sold me out like literally everywhere where there was South Sudanese, all over the world, you know. It played in BBC several times, a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of times and yeah. a lot of, you know, non media houses because it was a breakthrough for South Sudan, you know, entertainment actually. You get, that was a time people had to understand now, oh, so music also can be used, you know, to, 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 you know, to, to sensitize people on the things going around in the country. And yeah. then from there, I shifted from Torrid now to, to, to Juba, the, you know, the city. And yeah. I had not to, you know, the bigger fights because already in eastern equatoria 
my name was already a household name you know i had the love you know the support from the people and all that so i had not to face a bigger challenge and then from there yeah 2010 the song was uh, the biggest blow all over all over all over you understand all over it was number one in every radio station every whatever every chart mm -hmm. yeah it took me places all over the world and yeah from there i never looked back and uh i brought the album for wele also it was a mega album like a platinum 2012 i brought the album for masura was also another platinum album and then from there carolina album was another huge one and then we go we go we go until last year where we concluded the album for monia you understand yeah. so uh it actually earned me a lot of a lot a lot of stuff like i've been i've been probably for about 15 years right now in the industry yeah. and last year known as the the artist of the decade you know i've been the best for the past 10 years you know for the past one decade literally and i'm yeah. i'm still on top of my on the throne so yeah we just thank god for the life and uh thank the the, the audience the friends who who's like who's never you know accepted to leave supporting me they've refused you know to to, to leave me alone they've always been there for me when mm -hmm. i'm in my abs darkest days so literally that is how my journey has been i remain your boy silver x others call me mustasta junior and some call me the music machine because apparently i'm the only artist who's done 10 songs in 10 days you remember that challenge in 2019 oh. yeah so that is me <laughs> Married man, happily married to Monia. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I want to just say your story and everything that you have accomplished, it is really inspiring because this is actually just kind of sets the example of like for these young upcoming artists who wanted to kind of like, you know, fill that shoes or even like to kind of receive the accomplish that you have today, they're going to be watching this video and feel inspired all the hard work and dedication that you have put in for the past 16 years. It is really admiring to be able to, you know, to share that story with them. And I wanted to also say congratulations for everything that you have accomplished um with regards to the munia as well as the recent project that you're working with i i know that you advertise it on facebook can you tell us what is the inspiration behind the latest project uh at the munia project actually it mm -hmm. was a mega uh audio uh single from my latest album that uh the last album that is the teach the world album which mm -hmm. had about 30 songs you know mm -hmm. in it uh, and then i had to you know segment the album into two the one uh the first songs in the album i actually a few of them are your favorite songs like i had you mentioned in salute time yeah. is over so those are the songs like in the 10 songs 10 days challenge you know but they were all part of the album of teach the world so mm -hmm. i had to divide because it's so many 30 songs in one album singles you know for that matter you know yeah. for one artist like i had to get that you know album offers and then like i had to release the whole album so monia was uh, the last song i released in the album for teach the world you know out of the 30 songs was the last album because the the song particularly was uh is okay was and is still like very special to me because the song i i did personally for my wife mm -hmm. my wife's name is nia but a lot of them know, like a lot of people know her as suzanne but yeah. i have to call out the home name that is monia so i just sat back and i had to you know <laughs> write this appreciate you know what it means to be loved to love mm -hmm. and like what beloved so much by a woman and uh what like it means to to also love someone you know truthfully with no lies you know with everything that you get as a man because yeah. i know the end of the day i'm a superstar like and i'm gonna get what i want if i really have to but yeah. then i read 
much better when you focus on one person. You get to discover who you really are. Because if you go from here to here to here and there, like stuff, I realized like it was not the right track for any superstar to do. Because like if you look at uh, genuine people like uh, the president for the United States, Obama, and the story of Obama and Michelle, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a very you know amazing story. I follow them a lot. Like, and I realized like yeah, that means great people, you know, are, are born when they when they have one focus on one person you understand so mm -hmm. i see how they build themselves up no matter what kind of criticisms they had to go through he still became the president of the united states like which was something magical so i just believe so when i met monia it was during my tour to australia uh in 2015 you mm -hmm. know actually i was a Sudanese artist to be taken for a music tour to australia like uh professionally not like by community like you understand like a particular community will will organize and take their artists to perform for no me yeah. i went for charlie you know whoever yeah. was there for self as an international artist and that never happens in our country so i was blessed to to have that because i don't have a very big community that you know that supports their own you know like other people like will sit down they collect money they bring their artists you know the, mm -hmm. for their community others also collect like that they take them for their own things but i was taken as a South Sudanese, you know uh artist you know by a ugandan promoter called jeff is somebody you know yeah. and uh i traveled to sydney that was my first when i landed after uh, no i mean uh, brisbane then i went to melbourne then i went to adelaide then i went to perth then my last stay uh state was uh was uh sydney and that's why i met monia by the way yeah. among so many people came to ping from the airport and i was tired like traveling every single day from state to the uh, to to another flight, from another flight like to you know sound check, sound check, steady state, another flight like that for almost full like a whole week. Yeah. So when I in uh, in uh, in Sydney, and then she was there was that one girl who was holding the flowers because among so many you know my people came so many my degigi no lotuko my tribe they come <laughs> with flowers want to spray all over and you know yeah. and then she, that person holding the flowers you know. And uh, I guess I removed my shades and then uh, my eyes <laughs> clicked on mine. And that was how we met, actually. But at that particular moment, I just kept myself professional, you know. I didn't yeah. do nothing, you know. Not even her name, I didn't even ask her name. But she was meant to take care of me the entire time. When I left, when yeah. I got back, I was traveling back to Africa, that's now when I started thinking, hey, why was I feeling so arrogant? Why was I maybe not? I didn't even ask her name, her number, whatever it is. But yeah. <laughs> I had to summon my management that took me i had to look for her number and got it then yeah little by little we connected we got to know each other better and then like yeah that's how things build up so i wanted to write a song for that kind of a woman you know yeah. and when she came to my changed so many things into me she made me the man i am today and i guess i was like just being grateful when i was in the studio i was just having those imaginations you know and i think the best i could bring out was that song of monia I had to bring the old silver X and the new silver X and then put it together. And I had to bring my producer aligners all the way from Juba to Kampala to sit there with me in the studio and help me achieve what I wanted in that song particularly. Mm -hmm. And when the song came out, um, you know, I was more than excited because the people received it well and uh, you two love the song. So I believe probably I reached up to 98% of what I wanted from that song particularly. <laughs> That is actually a very inspiring story because there's always this quote in Bible where it says, who who find a good wife, find a good thing. So I feel like exactly. that story, it just kind of resonates to that. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it's very yeah, good. I, I love it. Thanks. 
Awesome. And um, this is very uh, kind of like, you know, I know also you mentioned the Obama. I also admired their their relationship and their portfolio, how they're able to kind of like connect and resonate with each other and support each other. So I feel like you finding that it's a blessing. It's like a lot of people, they are still looking for that kind of stuff. So this is just kind of give you like another inspiration for people who kind of like sees your relationship, sees your music. They'd be able to be like, okay, you know what? I want to focus on one woman, focus on my career and do that as well exactly um, you know yeah. that's what exactly that's what, that's what everybody should do because right now like we say you know going to those days like where we used to where we, uh we, i used to think like okay you know fame of course with fame and uh some money around you you, mm -hmm. you know you can get anything you want but at the end of the day you cannot build a life that you want because mm -hmm. you will go today from lizzie you go to another person to another person and you think like yeah because you're a star you can do what you want to do but i think that there, there comes a moment like uh you sit back and be like, I think I need to change, you know, I need to, I need, I need to, I need to figure a future for myself. You know, mm -hmm. now having my daughter like, you know, 15 and, you know, I have kids here and there, I have a wife, you know, you have to respect yourself and have like millions of South Sudanese all over the world who are, you know, who are seeing me as an inspiration, you know, as an example in front of them. That means like I have to behave myself because a lot of kids have grown, you know, looking mm -hmm. up to me. So it's, it was high time for me to drop down wherever it was like that childish kind of, you know, behavior, like because of fame, the excitement and stuff. So fame does not excite me anymore. Not fame, not money, but right now what excites me like is family and the audience that support me and the music that I do, that's what I focus on. And I think sometimes maturity, uh, let me say age gets you mature. And once you mature, you get to see, uh, see things right. And also like when you travel, you get to see you know what happens outside the world but if you're within one place like this you will not realize what happens outside you know your territory yeah. so i guess these are a few things like that uh the people can you know get to pick up from you know it's not a must for everybody to get married but if you if you're blessed if god says yeah it's your chance you know you're going to have a good person then it's a blessing you know marriage is just not a, it's not an ordinary thing you know it's a blessing sometimes that's yeah. why you get married to another person it doesn't work out people think you're you know irresponsible person and tomorrow you try another one doesn't work out but then when the right person comes you will definitely settle that's for sure that's for sure this is really a great inspiring advice that you know you're giving out to our youth and young people to be able to kind of like take in and from just also your experience i know you said a lot of times it's like now you're very intentional with the things you do it's not just about fame it's about sure. knowing purpose knowing what exactly you want to do so what do you think is the best strategy that any south sudanese artist that currently want up and coming that can use to be able to become an excellent uh globally because i know you have reached that global um scale of where you'll be able to kind of like you know go anywhere and people would respect your presence because you have done your work for the past 16 years so what's your advice for them for best strategy that they can take I think uh, one of the one of the most important uh, points is that you know being intentional about what you do. You just mentioned it like, and you know, I, I, I felt so happy. You know, that's one thing that people don't don't get to see. But having you know having heard it from you, you know, makes me feel so very much you know like upright into this. Like you know, it makes me feel like a lot of us like know what really it means you know to 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 be successful. That's one of the things. That's one of the points. Like. You know, you be intentional about whatever you do. Like, like me, I don't do my music to play. You understand? I don't do it like for fun. I don't do it like just you know because my friend does it. Like you know, whatever I do with it, like I mean sure, like I mean it. You know, I mean every single 
drop of what I do as an artist. Mm -hmm. But just like to, to, you know, to just make it like very simple uh, for my colleagues or for the young ones growing up, I would not say you should use the same logic, you know, the same logic or the same method I use, you know, to become who I am. Yeah. You know, it's not, it might help you. But you can use a few things that you, you see in me because a lot of them have grown actually, like almost the entire, the new generation of today, you know, all have grown like looking up to me from all those years. Others were still babies and right now we can share the same thing together. Yeah. I think one thing, one most important thing is like having, you know, having to understand that music can be a business. Music can earn your living. You understand? Mm -hmm. That's being intentional about, you know, about it. You get, you have to be like, you have to be, you have to remind yourself every time that like when you go to the studio, you're just not going to sing some something, you know, that's going to just be there here and there and stuff. You're going to sing something that can bring for you food on your table. Yeah. Secondly, you have to be disciplined. You understand? You have to be very, very disciplined because a lot of artists have come with one hit or two hits if at most, and then they become so indisciplined. You know, they disrespect the, the media houses, the, uh, the radio personalities, you know, the, the, the bloggers, the fans, you know, you feel like you're, you're the king because you have one song. You understand them? You start, you know, you start being arrogant. And once you start becoming arrogant to your audience, definitely they can easily make you fall down. And with one hit that has maybe lasted for a year or two, you, you know, it's not, it's not hard for them to drop you off. You understand? I guess mm -hmm. if you're disciplined, you get to win a lot of hearts. You know, you get to win a lot of hearts. So another thing was to like, you have to be very hardworking. Music doesn't want you to like, you know, to, to be double dealing like, okay, you're an artist on this side, maybe like you're a businessman on this side, maybe you're on, like a lot of things like on one head. Yeah. Music is like woman. No woman wants their man, you know, to, <laughs> to be cheating them, you know? When you're thinking about money, there has to be a bad man and that is it. But if you're thinking about money, like you're thinking about somebody else, you're thinking about somebody else, like yeah. you have so much in your you cannot concentrate. Even if you try to concentrate on what, you know, do, you cannot bring the best results ever. Even yeah. in school, even, you know, you get like, so that's one thing like people have to be, you know, they have to, they have to be like realistic about what they want exactly. Music needs all your time and you have to work as hard as possible. Actually, one logic is this, like when you bring one hit today, it actually puts you on pressure to work so hard. Like for me, it gives me sleepless nights, believe me. Yeah. When I met the whole song, that song of Come Tomorrow, a lot of people be like, can I ever be able to bring another song like that? And then that pressure was on me too much. I had so many tours. I was everywhere, all over the place. No single poster would be placed in Juba on the streets without my name, without my image. I was yeah. all over the place. I had time for the studio for almost a year. And then I had to sit back. Then I brought the Wele song. Mm -hmm. It was a bang. Then I another one so like one hit must put, should put you on pressure to bring another one understand don't just sleep okay like i have a hit song and then i sit back home the small money that comes in i eat it off what about when the money gets done tomorrow you get so like this is these are things another thing also like it's like you have to to be a good listener you know learn from the ones who are you understand like for us there like when during our time when we were kids there were those of emmanuel kembe the gordon combs john could just like you get we looked up to them you know we showed them respect when they are there, we know they are, you know, they are our elders. We never had any beef with them. Unlike today, an artist records one song that probably only has it on his phone and sends through Bluetooth or through WhatsApp to his friend and has the guys to come and say he wants to beef Silver X or any other artist like of my caliber. You know, <laughs> a lot of 
respect. Maybe that comes to generational kind of change. You know, these yeah. uh, these kids, twenty first, you know, millennium. Like these kids, they play too much. You yeah. get because one song and once you sit with you on the same table and discuss the new issues, you get. So like they want to you know pull their solos up. I think that's one of the biggest factors mm -hmm. that is affecting our artists of today. I hope if they can change and uh, learn to listen from the elders. Give yeah. them the respect. If you have one hit and others are falling, I know I understand it's because of you know time changes, but never lose respect for your elders. It's just like in a family. Your mm -hmm. mom, your dad, your elder brother will remain your elder brother. Your elder sister will remain your elder sister. You cannot change that logic. The same thing with the industry, you understand? You can yeah. come and you become successful. Like as a last born, you can be successful like business-wise, and your elder brother might not be successful, but that does not mean like you should disrespect your elders. Yeah, your you, you elders, you understand? Yeah. Your parents can... Uh, very very poor but if god blesses you today and you become successful you're not going to insult them you're going to help them and yeah. they will still send you and tell you, you know what listen go and buy for me break from the shop and you will go it doesn't really matter so there's just a few things that you know have to learn here yeah. yeah and also like like uh they should they should not like you know completely copy a lifestyle like today a lot of uh these young kids everybody wants to copy what whiskey does even on stage, when they go to the city, they want to sing like how whiskey sings, how the video sings, like how Christmas. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. You can learn from them how they do their things, but then apply it in your own way. You understand? That's the only way you can break through. But if you want to come and sing completely like Silver X, okay, but then you're not going to break through because people will still feel it's a Silver X. Mm -hmm. okay? But then, like, for me, and then apply it in your own way, create something that is you, you know? Like, there's something that's about this, it's this and I go out. From a distance, people will know yeah, that's Silver X. You understand? When you hear a song, even if you don't see my name mentioned to the song, but you will, if you're really my fan, you will know that is Silver X. So, like, some you need to have a, a like something that symbolizes you. You know, yeah. I guess these are a few things like the artist can. But there are a lot of things that has to do to build mm -hmm. a successful art. I I love every single thing that you have mentioned. I feel like it's very very vital, and especially with the fact that you said knowing yourself and then try not to be like be stay humble that's like a very key thing not trying to be arrogant and all that stuff and i feel like a lot of them they're kind of missing out the point they feel like okay if i have one hit they start to become so arrogant with that one hit but then you just become a one-hit wonder and then you disappear the next three decades right yeah. so i love the fact that you mentioned that and then also the the fact that you said stay focused and treat the music like business you know and exactly. this is is very key even for me as an entrepreneur i have to be able to like if there's some things i might not know i have to study or i have to reach out to people that been in the industry for so long and kind of learn from them and then use them as like you know because they have walked the walk and they'll be able to teach me and i can learn from them as opposed to like oh i want to compete with them and things like that so i love the fact that you mentioned that point it's very it's very strong yeah thank you you're welcome and then we also three months ago you have also released like a full album album titled teach world can you teach tell the world. yeah teach the world can you tell me more about that specific project because i feel like you have so much wisdom and i want to be able to hear it and also kind of like pass it on to my audience <laughs> okay like I feel like when now uh, normally when i choose the album titles like going at those days like you know we could choose album titles like based on the hit song in the album you know yeah. like like those days have uh, you see wele was a big hit and then the album became automatically wele so the show was a big hit the album became you know the name of the song but yeah. then like these days 
when you look at uh, the music industry the industry changes every single day you know and then we have to learn and blend a little bit you get though mm -hmm. our people like a little bit uh you know unpredictable or let me say like they're a little bit you know not willing to change you know they're a little bit not willing to change people can still come and be like silver i love the way you used to sing those days please can you bring back the silver x we used to know <laughs> hey that was about 10 years ago where are we right now is the ticket really gone already you get those years we used to listen to the p squares and all this but now today you listen to the skit and the you know so so yeah. much difference has happened you know people need to change onto that uh when i did that album for uh teach the world because since 2016 yeah. when the music just like literally i introduced this thing called dancehall music and stuff dancehall music dancehall hip-hop this modern music in, in you know in south sudan i actually i actually blew it out and every artist was coming by that time wanted mm -hmm. to sing like so wanted to do dance so that's when you see every artist was coming to the same style that i was doing you know mm -hmm. it was it was huge so from there like when the music changed like the afrobeat was was born you know it was taking over you know africa bit by bit and then like we had to learn from this and then when i dropped my first song in that way the song i think was called moala and it was like uh the song is nice like super nice the song was very super nice lyrically melodically you know instrumentally uh the video actually took five awards but then people still do not love it like they love the other songs they'd be like silver we want you to sing the other you know the, the other the same way it was before and then uh uh when i also like when i met my wife and then i made it public and then people were like saying oh you know oh my wife is this and that you know how the public comes into you know comes into your family issues and make it like their own business you understand yeah. but being in this game I know, I mean, whatever you say about me is your own responsibility. It doesn't really matter, you know, to me. A lot of people said a lot of negative things about me, about my wife and here and there. So, and then I realized like, it was like, it was arrogance, you understand? It was arrogance, a lack of uh, exposure, lack of knowledge, you mm -hmm. know? Like if you've never traveled outside your, 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 your mother's, you know, you will never eaten any food apart from the one your mom cooks. You will never know that that is, there are other better cooks outside but if you travel out and you taste different meals from outside you will know probably mom is not you know your, your mother's food is not the best so literally our people still were a little bit stuck into the old school life so mm -hmm. when i say teach well i wanted to educate them in every song that i sang in the you know in the album so mm -hmm. every song had a sense of message in it like completely like every song i did not release any song in that album like just for like that you know every song had a sense of message in it that could change a life one or two understand and that's why we named it like take the world and a lot of songs from there like time is over salute easy come easy go that was yeah. actually majorly i did for years if you want a good life yeah my brother work for it yeah yeah easy come easy go mm -mm. easy come easy go like you find a lot of a lot of a lot of use today mm -hmm. only depend on parents have provided for them like today your father is a minister or you're you're close to the president you know these guys in the government stuff money is not their problem cars is not their problem home i mean they live a very luxurious life that yeah. they have not worked for even a single bit of it they don't even know how that money came about you get yeah. and then everything they have is for their parents but they, they tend to you know they brag around to us who work so hard to be who we are and then i'd be like okay i think i had to pass a message like that i said if you want a good life, you have to work for it. Easy come, easy go. You know, what comes easily, easily goes. Because tomorrow, next tomorrow, if your pub is not there or your mom is not there, mm -hmm. he goes with them all because nobody will be able to, nobody will be bringing in. And then you won't be able to survive without them. You get. So, literally, what you want, 
you know, if you want a good life, you have to work for it. You understand? Not yeah. just wait for things to come here and there, here and there. You're my sister, you're outside in Canada. We're like, hey, sis, I need this and that. You send for me, you send for me. Tomorrow, if you're not there, what's going to happen to me? That's Definitely true. life disappears out. You get, and a lot of that happens in the country. So, so the song was very educative, like very, very up to 90% or up to 80% educative. You know, and also like uh, for the industry, that time when I was in Uganda, like when I was still based in Kampala, a lot of these, you know, young, young artists could come around, make ones, hit here and there, and then start making noise. Oh, they are the best. Oh, they are this and that. That's why I sang the song of like, your time is over. You had that, but like, almost as best. Telephone, telephone, and they had a style eyes on the cone. Like in a side of this in Taki Tafanania, took out Star Stadunia, Anna can mother the sumo, Mombe Waga Sacket, Mombe Faki sticker, Mombe Kara music. Okay, Fernandes, all the best Kalam fighting, Fernanda and Bangi, Mafanambi channel. So it was a signal I was sending to the artist. You yeah. get the fact that I wasn't here in the country gave them so much space, there was nobody to direct them on what to do. You get yeah. so anybody come and just jump into the industry and think you know you know like when the boat is floating on the water on the ocean and there is no uh captain to you know to sail it it's just yeah. going to move around it won't go anywhere that's how the industry was it was very stuck anybody just can come and mingle there nobody even knows what happens where the boat is heading so yeah. i had to send them that signal. be like i'm coming back and your time is over i gave you guys enough time to play but i'm coming back for the throne and literally i came back and yeah the, the same year of 219 they knew what happened. We began the industry. We like we revived everything about the industry, swept everything off, shut down every light, and then opened the lights again afresh with the ten songs. Then they start how it was, and then everybody got back to the seats, and then they'll be like, "Yeah, now we can start the movement." You understand? The good ones can continue with us. The ones who are not meant for the industry, you can join your comedy. You can do anything else. You can be a dancer, anything else, but not as an artist. You get. And that was the year actually was a silver X year. For, mm -hmm. the, for that album and then uh actually won about six accolades for best artist uh best artist of the year yeah south sudan music awards south sudan entertainment awards sti awards nairobi uh south sudan entertainment awards in kampala susa awards in in juba and mm -hmm. i don't know i think what what there were a lot of awards that year actually so i carried all of those awards probably i had about 15 awards in one year yeah and yeah that that like it was a very hard monsoon stuff but the album was educative you know to fix up the country others also were social issues like talking about uh guru sabelede you know mm -hmm. how how people how people carry the money from the country uh, from our country and take the money and you know invest it outside like in kenya uganda is developing because of our money kenya is developing because of our money like a lot of our you know guys with the money spend this money buying estates you know Estes, big hotels, big mansions here just in Kampala. You get, you find almost the whole area of Munyonyo is, you know, is owned by South Sudanese. Where is that money coming from? If they could invest that money in our country, don't you think Juba by now would be something else? It could be, right? Yeah. They still, I mean, their children to Uganda to study, to Kenya to study, to Australia, to Canada, everywhere. And there are no schools here. The poor ones like us are the ones who stay here and our children study here. And this, you know, weak education because if their schools were good, why would they be sending their kids to Uganda to other foreign countries? If if uh, if their hospitals were good, why would they be sending their kids to the other side? You understand? So literally, yeah. it's important that we invest our money in our country. Let's you know, let's build the roads, the hospitals, uh, clean water, security, provide the schools, so that like we don't have to you know take our money, and invest them outside. 
Have you seen any foreigner from these neighboring countries coming to invest in South Sudan? No, unless it's brought by South Sudan, it's just, you know, you get. So majorly, this is, this is how the album was talking about, you get. So yeah. like, uh, yeah, yeah, like, Major the album was like educated. I really honestly, educated. I feel like this album is much needed, especially with this time where like, especially let's say just the pandemic itself. Pandemic for a lot of people, we used to just kind of like, you know, hustle, hustle, hustle. But pandemic actually gave us time to kind of sit back and reflect and actually understand, okay, what is it? actually meaningful or not even has to do with the job it has to do with the government have to do with all of that stuff so for your album itself i feel like it is that much needed uh songs in order to kind of open people eye and start to think about okay why are we doing what we're doing and how can we be able, be able to kind of like move the country forwards because i feel like so, that's yeah. so much potential it's just a matter of like I can we put so much investment to bring it to where it should be yeah so it is, yeah. it's, it's a great project. And also the album also like uh, had a lot of songs like to do with love songs because I believe, you know, the the the, the genesis of our uh, of you okay, like, let me say like the genesis of peace begins with the uh, with peace in the house. Understand? Mm -hmm. And how do you how do you have peace in your house is when you have when you have love you get. And how does love come? It starts by two people. You know, the 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 two lovers, the husband and the wife. If you guys have love. It goes to your children, your children to your neighbors, from your neighbors, you know, it keeps going on. And then with that, all that we are crying for fighting for, oh, we need peace, oh, we need unity, we need togetherness. It all starts with love. Those are like, you know, I had the songs to do with this love thing. So, so like a few of it, like in the album. So it was like, it was, you know, it had all the ingredients like that you need, you know, if you need message, if you need entertainment, if you need uh, arrogance at some point, like, you know, it's like, in the, like the time is over. Actually, I was just meant I was, you know, I was meaning to pick every artist, and for sure, every artist was pissed. And I just told him, that's why it can, if the shoes fits you, it's okay. I don't really have a problem. I didn't mention nobody. But if it fits you, mm, precise. So everybody was like, hey, hey, hey. So it was all that kind of stuff. It's like Silver is coming back with, with loaded tracks. So if it fits, yeah. it fits. Yeah, sure. I love that. So another question for you, though which of the song that you when you wrote it and then you've recorded you're like you know what this is gonna be a hit i knew this is a hit uh you you know one thing about music is music is very funny you <laughs> cannot tell like seriously you cannot tell yeah which comes a hit from the studio because some what you love the most might yeah. not be what the public love the most you know that's how funny music is yeah but like you're recording a song me every song i record has a sense of attachment with me, you know? Yeah. I just don't record anyhow. Also, like, it comes, like, with the moods. Probably when I'm recording it, uh, that particular song at that particular moment, like, let me say the time is over song. Yeah. I was in that, like, of, you know, just, like, I have the whole industry in my in my front like this. And I was mm -hmm. dissing everyone right there and then when I'm the one that watching me, you understand? Yeah. So I was in that, when I was doing the Monia song, I was in that mood of, you know, you know, I was right up there in the sky with somebody I love and somebody who loves me, you know, that kind of, so it's just like that. So you will not tell uh, which one becomes this, but sometimes yeah. it's like when you're in birth, you understand, you never, you can give birth like to about 10 children, you understand, but you never know from the 10, you might end up loving the last born most than the rest, or you might end up loving over the first one or whatever it is like, but they're all your children. Yeah. So at the end of the day, the best one becomes that one who is able to, correlate with the neighbors with the people around with the society 
and able to succeed beyond home. You understand? Mm -hmm. You get so yeah, there's that one like who will be flexible with the you know with the environment and is able to go here and there, probably listen to your advice, go to school and start study, be able to relate with the people, and people get to love him from outside. That's how music is like either way. So the song comes out, I drop it out there, whatever people take is okay. But yeah, Monia was very special to me. Easy Come Easy Go was very special to me. And when I was doing the Time Is Over song, I just was doing it like, you know, for fun, you know, yeah. and just like, yeah, I put everybody out there. And then there were some songs which are a little bit also like emotional, yeah. like seeing uh, Guru Sabele, that kind of stuff. And mm -hmm. yeah, but particularly, I, I knew Monia would, would, be a, would, be a, would be a big song because I took my time to work on it mm -hmm. and I, I brought in the silver X, the old silver X. If you hear like me singing from in some parts, you think it brings you like the sense of silver X, the Tabedi, like you know, the old one. And then yeah. somewhere else, you think like it is the new version of him today. So, and the production, the mastering, and everything was, I think, was on point. Yeah. I give a credit to my liners because I also gave him enough time, you know, to do his thing. I did not rush him out for the for the whole project. So yeah. I guess by year album was a great one, though. Thanks. Awesome. That's really amazing. I, I love it. Um, so now let's transition from just you being an artist to a businessman. So you are the CEO of uh, Holy Land Music Empire. Can you tell yeah. us more about that specific, like your, your music um, business and um, empire that you're currently working for? Or oh, literally like a Holy Land Music Empire, like I said, uh, I formed, I created that 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 that, that group was uh, in uh, 2008. Mm -hmm. That was also when Silver X emerged. The name uh, I, I literally created that name, uh, that that music label, to help artists not suffer like I did, because mm -hmm. the artists of today, literally, most of them who are right now like you know flying out here and there, have been all my students have been through the HLME. You understand? Mm -hmm. Like others have gone outside, like Slate Nation. Uh, they have the the Rocky J is like there's so many a lot of artists like I've raised from the HLME. But the whole idea was just like to help artists not go through the hardships I went through. You understand? Because if I tell them what I went through, mm -hmm. it looks like something that you know that was impossible to you know to to to, to succeed through. But then like yeah, I give them like like we give them platforms. You know, we give them platforms. We identify talent. Mm -hmm. Then we see what they are capable of doing. And then we you know we we give them a platform like to become you know to to reach their dreams, understand. There's yeah. so many artists of like who have helped, and uh, sometimes uh, we give them record, uh, record, uh, records like they record their albums. We yeah. do for them video. But it depends also like on how you know hardworking you know you you are. You understand. Within Holy and like we have management of artists, and then also like we have a record label that is International Records. Mm -hmm. That is a, a studio credit in Kampala when I went to 16, mm -hmm. to 17 also. Not because I not I don't like the thing of going to record in people's studios. Sometimes I like to record at my own comfort zone, either in the house or in my own studio where nobody comes and tells me, hey, your time is up and some stuff. Because yeah. music, those are gone at those days, like you can go to a studio and then someone will give you two hours. When your two hours is finished, you know, they tell you, go come tomorrow, this and that. No, this is a moment like somebody has to sit back and, you know, do music at your own pace, understand? Mm -hmm. Again. So like my we have a record label that is international records, then we have a Holy Music Empire that is like a, a group of artists who come together, you know, and they who come together, work together for, mm -hmm. for the betterment of each other. You know, and they help me where I need them, I help them where they need me. So we keep helping each other. That is in Holy Land. It's like a family, you understand? A yeah. family, you know, 
love, care for each other, understanding, and all that. Like, you know, you watch my back, I watch your back. I'm not bigger than you, you're not bigger than me. But then we're just there, like, you know, just like brothers, you know, brothers and sisters. And then we have the record level. But all along, we have a manager that is Chris Martin, you know, who oversees the artist. And uh, I just, you know, I oversee everything else. And also my wife is part of the, the management for HLME. Yeah. You know, they get to see, yeah, what do we do for this and that? Because with the industry of today in South Sudan, not so many artists earn anything from the from their music. Like, especially the new ones, uh, the new artists. It's very hard for someone to get paid out of, you know, their own songs. You can sing in this country for so many years without even getting a gig, you know? You can yeah. be in posters because you want to shine out. You get that's how fun it is like back on this side so we end up like helping them you know with the little that we have we make here and there and then make sure like we invest in them hoping that tomorrow they become better than me and they can also be able to help other people mm -hmm. so that's, that's really cool. uh I, I love that i love the idea of like you know kind of doing collaborations and making sure that you guys are creating something that would last and give a name to the existing south sudanese talent that in in uh in the country um so your songs and everything that you do is both inspirational as well as empowering it's a great example of like how our country should go move forward to like in a positive direction and before i actually invited you here i asked my contact list i i told them which which uh sudanese superstar that would love to see here they all voted for you so some of somebody dear oh, thank you <laughs> i mean thank everybody who did that <laughs> so we have a one special question for one of my dear um, here. They wanted to find out music is basically a universal language that unites all of us, right? So they see you sure. as peace ambassador. Um, so they want to know how do you think South Sudan can be a better country in the next three years? South Sudan can be a better country if only we learn to to love ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like me, I really put everything on table like there was this story i posted on my on my on my on my page i think a few days ago you know like uh sometimes back the moments in life let me say the moments in life like the world comes against you you know as a public figure like a lot of people sometimes come you know against you you know they fight you so they can bring you down using some you know slight slight mistakes probably mm -hmm. choice of life you know i i felt like there was so much hate you know coming like towards me from people who are very close to me people have helped people have you know fed people have closed people have you know mm -hmm. housed them like people literally like have have raised you know you know somehow funny sometimes like when you raise a child and then later a child denies you as a mother or as a father it happens yeah. in the world of it not like in our days of those days yeah yeah and then like was so much hate from here and there are a lot of fights i felt like i was suffocating in a very you know, in a very, very huge world, but then it became for me very small. Mm -hmm. To some point, hate started growing in my heart. You get, like hate started growing to my, like in my heart, like as in I, I wanted to start, I felt like I wanted to start hating people, like who are hating on me. Mm -hmm. And then one day, I told my wife, you know, I was on the phone, I was like, babe, you know, A, B, C, D, like, you know, I feel like something is growing in me, mm -hmm. it's not okay. Because I see people are saying, oh, like a couple of people are saying this and that, like, and I really want to have like revenge and I really want to do was like, no. Mm -hmm. She told me one thing, like, you know what? Do not treat them the way they treat you. Treat them how you would love to have been treated by them. Oh, wow. That's powerful. Not because, not because of their happiness, but because you deserve happiness. 
with what you do, you cannot succeed in your music if you have, like if you're not happy. Literally, you need to be happy. And for you to be happy is to stay away from hate. Don't let hate grow in your heart. Believe yeah. me, at a particular moment, I realized I felt so light and I, I felt so light and happy and uh, so free, you understand? So literally what I know is like South Sudan is a beautiful country with beautiful people. I think we're the most humble you know, and welcoming people in the world. Literally, South Sudanese can welcome you and buy for you water, go with you to a restaurant and literally pay all the bill, you know? Even here, like somebody can enter a taxi and be like, hey, I'm paying for everyone in this taxi, in this bus. Yeah. Yeah. For the bill, you know, for, for my table. But for you guys outside, when you go with your even close friends, <laughs> no, it, 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 it depends. Some friends are really like, it depends on the culture. They might be able to pay it all, but most time we're like split the bills. Ah, <laughs> uh, one person will tell you, no, 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 I'll clear all of it again. So like you get, we, we are very good people. But then because of what happened, you know, because of what happened, there was that moment where we were having one common enemy. That was yeah. the, the Arabs. And we all wanted to break out from the from 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 the northern uh, from Sudan. Let me say we wanted to have our own you know country, yeah. which we were, were all still together. We all fought together. I personally was part of the campaign, the censors, and all this until when we got it out. Now, two ten were okay. Eleven after the referendum were okay. Thirteen when thirteen came, believe me, even up to that time before the first war of two thousand thirteen, yeah. we were still very 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 great people. Like. You could you could put a concert you could put a concert like this and everyone would come for the concert mm -hmm. people would love it not because it is sung in their language not because it's sung in their language by their artist you understand mm -hmm. people literally will go to a boutique and buy clothes not because it's from the owner of the shop is there their their tribe mate you mm -hmm. understand go to a restaurant and eat from that restaurant not because you know but then after the war of 2013 believe me things you know bisected Woo, like this wow from here then another one after the one of 216 now went 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 into small small bisections wow. that is how the country is completely damaged you, like completely lost actually damaged to that extent to an extent now as an art yeah like okay. sorry like it literally like when you put a concert it's actually your community who's going to go, uh, come from for, for your concert whether in Kampala where they're here like that is how it was broken down but mm -hmm. I yeah. So like, if we're able to let go of all these things out and let love take control, bit by bit, let the healing, you know, let's heal out from all these things out yeah. and uh, learn to love each other, beginning with ourselves from our small, small families and extend it out and yeah. be able to forgive and forget the past that happened. You know, every country went through what we're going through right now. And I believe with time, all this is going to go off. One, if we have love in our hearts. Two, we should embrace the spirit of forgiveness and letting go whatever has happened. And then let's try to now focus, put only one thing in our hearts. Let's be proud as a flag. You understand? An American will go out and be very proud to tell you I'm an American. You yeah. understand? But South Sudanese will go somewhere and then be like, I'm a South Sudanese. They'll be like, which tribe? <laughs> Have you asked an American which tribe are you from? Let's be honest. Actually, that's, that's, one, tribe you? that's one of the things, like whenever, let's say, because in my social media, I don't mention that uh, which tribe I am. I just say I'm Sudanese. Exactly. And people always yeah. trying to DM me and find it like, okay, which tribe? I'm like, does it even matter? Because out here, people, in Canada, people don't care. Yeah. 
Yeah, so Medel, I think like if we tried now to, to you know to, to all let that go off of asking you travel yeah. and stuff like this. Like, you know, we're we're Sassidanese, you understand? We yeah. just embrace that like that. Probably we'll be able to forget our differences. I yeah. believe it will be very, very easy for us to get back to the same boat and you know, yeah. move on and move on and faster from where we are right now. But otherwise, like with the grace of God, definitely we also need a lot of prayers because mm -hmm. without God, sometimes nothing is you know, nothing is achievable. That's true. That's true. And I definitely cool. feel so like... I believe we all need to put our hands together and then lay our problems off. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess that's what we should do. But then like in two, three years, like like this year, the past year, 2021, has been a very beautiful year. No chaos anywhere, no whatever, no whatever. Even right now, like you move, like you feel like, you feel like some light, you know, some light is coming. Like you feel some light is coming in and, and yeah. So I guess if we're able to love and uh, let go of the past, forgive and forget. Awesome. yeah and i i feel like with the with the spirit that we have this year so hopefully they continue it like that it would bring a lot of peace to the nation and also like help us grow as well but um the last question that i want to ask you because i know we're going a little bit over time uh what is one of your most memorable moment as an artist so far for the past 16 since the past 16 years that you're like wow this is one of the best moments i ever had apart from your wife, I know that's probably like on the top list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, like uh, as a, you know, as a child who's grown up without a father, yeah. raised by a single mother who's never gone to school, who's never had a job. The only job my mom did was go to the garden, a hoe and a panga, probably digging and you know selling firewood, sell, uh, making this local brew alcohol, like to raise us up. Mm -hmm. I must say, you know, kudos to my mom, and she's still alive. You know whatever I do, I do it for her. One thing that really I cannot forget is like the first because when I joined music, I thought I was going to be you know I thought when I recorded my first song, I would be rich. You know, mm -hmm. by that time I was I was looking up to these Ugandan artists like Chameleon, Baby Cool, and Bobby Wine. I was in you know senior two, senior one, three there. Mm -hmm. So me, I people are saying ah these guys are rich. They are this. They have too much money and what they have no problems. So when I when I finished my senior four, I was the best in entire, you know, in entire district. I had a scholarship. Now yeah. I didn't have money to go just to buy those basic, you know, the mattress, the jerry can, and those small, small things to go. But scholarship was there. Yeah. So when all this was like was doomed for me now, because there was no one else. Me, I just thought, let me record maybe one song so I can be rich, like to get money so I can go back to school. Yeah. You understand? But then that was that was it. Actually, didn't happen that way. Actually, when I did my first song, that was the beginning of problems. Actually. <laughs> oh, stuff like that. But the no. most moment when the song for the show blew out for me. Yeah. You know, when the song blew out completely, that was one of the most beautiful moments, memorable, like for me. You know how hard it was like for us to get our music played in the radio stations. But when yeah. this song came out, I didn't even know how the song moved. The song just moved on its own, you understand? And I started getting contracts like deals here and there and stuff here and there. But also, like another beautiful moment was like when I had my first call as a uh, to go for the for this Australian tour because yeah. so many guys tried from the US to take me for you know for these things. But being a South Sudanese, it's very difficult to be given a visa. Like you answer very annoying questions that other people from other countries don't even answer. Like North it's easy America. to go to US or to go to Canada as, as a Ugandan than a South Sudanese. They all think you're going there to remain, which is you know something that is so a bit 
because of the war they think every Sudanese who goes out there they want to go and remain so they want to know how much you have in your account how many assets you have what 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 your mother your father oh hey i'm just going for music tour for a day or two and i come back you know there's no need for all these kind of things so i tried so people tried but one person tried and when it was successful and he told me hey bro your visa is ready you know for your australian tour yeah. i swear i was i was more than happy like believe me even until today when i remember that moment out <laughs> i was happy. i was excited you understand and being the first artist you know going on that international trip not just like by a community that just made it like special for me and uh, i think it was everything for me and was my first time to jump on a long flight you know from here <laughs> to dubai right where you know had to get lost somewhere because of happiness i got lost in dubai for <laughs> i missed my flight oh no <laughs> you know, i was there for four hours at the airport it's <laughs> like let's, let me explore this town first <laughs> yeah that was the most exciting moment for me you know I got stuck in there for the 24 hours because I had to miss the flight because I, you know, I took a couple of vibes because I was so happy, you know. Yeah. I couldn't imagine like how people are going to receive me out, you know. Because <laughs> when artists come to Sudan, like these international artists, when they come, how were, you know, how they received flowers, what people come and stuff, journalists. So I was, you know, I was expecting that kind of feeling. Then yeah. boom, I missed my flight. But again, I had to catch the next one. Then yeah, but it was awesome. That was the best moment of my career. I think you missing that flight was a meant to be because that's how you end up finding your wife, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, all in God's plan. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I missed a flight on my way when I was just going from Entebbe to Dubai. I was on a transit, you understand? Yeah. So I was supposed to catch a flight to Brisbane. But because I've never been in uh, in that kind of, you know, that kind of connection of flights. I was just used to from here, woo, in Tebe, woo, Kenya, woo, this near near places one way. But yeah. now you have to go and connect. I was there, they told they'd be like, over what what Brisbane is 16A gate, something like that. Yeah. But my gate was different. I went and started a different gate. Oh, and then <laughs> <I> passed. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but the whole the whole process, like from the moment they announced like the the you know the my visa being out and then my manager called me around this time was like hey buddy where are you I was like i'm home I was like i have good news for you i was like tell me I was like no i'm going to tell you like music and then when he broke the news to me it was amazing it was amazing and until today i still feel happy you understand that's really and good yeah it was good for me and actually uh, 2020 i was also supposed to have like a i was supposed to go to, to australia again and then us and then canada Mm -hmm. Then the visas were also approved, and then COVID hit, so I also had to miss all the other tours. But that was my, you know, that was the best moment of my career. We Among would so many, love things. to have you in Canada. So hopefully this COVID ends and we can see you here. <laughs> Make yeah. sure you come to Toronto though, if you're gonna come to Canada. <laughs> we used to read your, you know, why you guys stay right now? You make us like I, I be asking myself why? Why did they teach us? The, the geography of North America. You, we learned the thing of Toronto, Vancouver. <laughs> you guys are living in there right now. We were reading these things in books, these cities, man. I was like, what the, what the hell was wrong with the world? <laughs> <laughs> like, seriously, uh -huh, all these things, and they're like, what the hell is wrong with the world? Yeah, we are deep in those, yeah, you're teaching us history of, I mean, geography of another, <laughs> a whole lot of different kind of places. They're giving you guys the, the Canadian American dream so that if, in case you yeah. go out, you know it. <laughs> 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 
what the hell is wrong with these people? <laughs> I, I, I read in books, but you're living in there, right? I mean, it's amazing. Hopefully, one day we, yeah, we get to catch up together in those places. Well, more, most definitely, it will be an honor to have you in Canada, especially Toronto specifically. So when you come here first, then you can go anywhere in the country. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and last but not least obviously i wanted to know what is your in the next two years or five years what can we expect from silver x what is your big plan actually uh my five years plan probably is already like in uh literally five years from now i don't really want to say like i want to be like you know a world superstar definitely mm -hmm. like everybody could be a world superstar in their own different ways Mm -hmm. uh also like the magnitude you know of your stardom also like you know diverse mm -hmm. but i i hope you know next five years i could be you know known to at least three quarter four quarter of the world you know not just you know i want to be big like i want to be among the biggest artists in africa definitely mm -hmm. not just East africa, and i believe it's not impossible because when i started there was nothing completely so possible but today I believe all is achievable, you understand, just a matter of time and I'm working towards that. And I just want to know, like, as in a, I started already working on what I want to be in the next five years from now. Yeah. And this year I'm, in an, I'm dropping a brand new album. The album is called Walk the Talk. Yeah. Every single song in that album is a masterpiece, is an, like on international level. Uh, that's why I released the song of Moyoena, it's out of it. And then my current song, the latest song, uh, Mashakel Tabet also like it's from that album. Yeah. And uh hopefully this coming month I'll be dropping you guys a video for Moyoena. And uh maybe March or April I'll be dropping the album itself. It's called Walk the Talk. Mm -hmm. Because when the people when the people talked a lot, you know, when people talk a lot about you, sometimes mm -hmm. it's better to keep quiet and just walk the talk. You understand? Yeah. Let them talk, but you just do the work, you understand? By the time they realize you're thousand miles ahead of them because they would be still talking here behind you but already just doing the work so that's the album I'm working on probably i'm already like on the journey to the five years resolution with regards to walk the talk uh, my my uh, younger brother always say that your haters make you famous so if they're hating that means you're doing better you're doing something at least exactly <laughs> exactly so um with that being said it was been a really pleasure talking to you i enjoy our conversation and i'm gonna be super excited if you ever land in canada so please make that happen and uh thank you thank you so much for being here it was an honor to have you and uh, i hope uh, a lot of people who have been tuning in to our chat today they got inspired they took a lot of information and messages and for those upcoming artists make sure to connect with him follow him on social media i'll be dropping all the link in description for his uh you can go to facebook silver x as well as uh youtube i'll be posting all the information once again silver it was a great honor to have you here thank you so much for your time all right lizzie you're you're very yeah like an amazing person you know so many people sometimes find it very hard to to you know to to interact with me on platforms like this some are scared some are this and that but you you're awesome at what you do keep doing what you do expose our cultures out expose our music out this should not end with me today you know there's so many super talented artists in this country please yeah. give them the platform whenever you have the chance thank you so much for reaching out i love you guys and my name remains silver x star star dunia saga kede faga water saga hagiga kede wono sira bona kede asuma hey thank you so much i love you guys thank you bye bye